Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. Hey, everyone. It's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. Hey everybody, this is The Longest Shortest Time. I'm Hillary Frank. Last week, we did a show about placenta encapsulation. That's that thing when people save their placentas after giving birth and turn them into little pills. This practice is growing in popularity in North America. If you haven't heard last week's episode, that's episode 90, I recommend going and listening to that one first before you hear this one. We went through the whole process of making the pills with a doula, and we had Latif Nasser from Radiolab with us. It was super fascinating. We learned a ton. You'll be able to wrap your head around what exactly a placenta pill is after you hear that. So go check it out. All right, so placenta pills. Some people swear by them. You know, they say these pills prevented them from getting postpartum depression. Other people, though, they think this is absolutely a kooky idea. And there, there are lots of parenting things like this where people will fall on one side or the other of, of some big idea or some parenting technique. And when it's your friend who's on the other side, well, that can just really screw up your friendship. So today we're going to hear from a pair of friends best friends, in fact. They've always had their differences, but those differences didn't really matter. Well, not until placenta pills entered the picture. Join me today for a story about the lengths we'll go to to keep our friends and our sanity. All right, so I want to introduce you to these two friends, Lori and Elizabeth. First, Lori. So I called Lori up at home. She'd been trying to get her daughter to go down for a nap. So her name is Riley, and she is just about 13 months. And I hear her. She's crying in the background. <laughs> there. Yeah, she is. Do, do you need to get her? No, no. I'm still hoping she's going to fall asleep. Okay. <laughs> Lori and Elizabeth's history goes way back, like way back to middle school. And they both stood out, like in, in their own ways. Elizabeth was short angsty, kind of an outlier. She was a military kid, had just moved to town down in San Antonio, Texas. Lori was tall, like two heads taller than Elizabeth. She was popular, blonde, always smiling. We sort of knew of each other, um, I think. And I started actually dating um, one of her friends and then broke up with him. And so for a while, she was um, she didn't really like me. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's kind of true. <laughs> Meet Elizabeth. Uh, we didn't become friends until we were in high school. 
and we were both in the uh, theater department. And we were, I think, forced to sit right next to each other. And I just remember us having this long conversation uh, over the course of sitting there. And I don't really remember what it was about, but it just completely changed my perspective of her. And by the end, it was like, oh, this person is is maybe my my friend, I guess. And then eventually we kind of came to look back, or at least I did on that particular conversation as being when we started being best friends. When we way later started celebrating our best friend anniversary, that was our, our starting point. High school friendships, they can be so intense. You know, you like you spend your time hanging out in each other's bedrooms and you spend hours processing your lives, your your crushes, your dating life, your parents, your enemies. You're figuring out who you want to be in life and you're doing it together. But most of the time after high school, people go their separate ways. Like even if you keep in touch, the intensity kind of dies. Lori says... That's not how it was for them. You know, like even after high school, we decided to go to the same college and we would carpool uh, every day. Like we would switch who drove and whoever didn't drive would make breakfast for the both of us. And, you know, we we liked the same music. Uh, we were both sort of budding feminists and we would take all the same classes and um, we just have all these these great belly laugh stories of little things that happened to us over the years that we can still talk about today and kind of like, you know, water shoots out of our noses, just trying, just talking about them. And it's, she's my rock. We have tattoos together. I feel like we're always going to be in each other. What are the tattoos? Um, it's like a, a Celtic uh, symbol for a goddess. Um, and the symbol itself actually isn't as important as just one day she bought me a uh, necklace that, um, and the the symbol meant soul friend, and this symbol was on the necklace. And so then eventually I bought her the same necklace, and then at some point we thought, hey, let's let's get this permanently put on our bodies. <laughs> <laughs> Where do you have the tattoos? They're on our shoulders, both of us. Lori and Elizabeth's best friendiness is more best friendy than any best friends I've ever known. They lived together after college for years. Lori even stuck around after Elizabeth bought a house and after Elizabeth's boyfriend moved in. Eventually, though, Lori moved out. And not just somewhere else in San Antonio. She moved all the way to Worcester, Massachusetts to get her PhD in clinical psychology. It was tough on Lori and Elizabeth to be torn apart like that. But they kept in touch on the phone. They'd talk about their futures and and whether or not they wanted kids. Elizabeth would bring it up a lot. And she was kind of, in her words, baby crazy for a really long time. Mm -hmm. I remember as early as as middle school, knowing that one day way in the future, I definitely wanted to have kids. And I was much more ambivalent. By their late 20s, Lori and Elizabeth were both in serious relationships. Lori got married. Elizabeth started trying for a baby. Her partner had had testicular cancer, though, so she thought it would take a while. She took a pregnancy test at the doctor's office. When they called her with the results, she felt like she'd won the lottery. I remember the lady told me on the phone, like, it was positive. And I just thought, like, me? (laughs) You know, I just, it was the most wonderful thing I could possibly imagine that I thought would never happen to me. Of course, in, in true BFF style, Elizabeth was hoping that Lori would get pregnant along with her. 
But Lori wasn't so sure she even wanted to be a mom. You know, she was starting this new career as a therapist. She wasn't living near her family. She was doing an internship in D.C., which meant living away from her husband a lot of the time. So there wasn't much time for baby making anyway. But she and her husband decided she'd go off birth control for one month, just one month, during a time when he was visiting her. Lori was like, whatever. If it happens, it happens. It happened. Lori got pregnant just six months after Elizabeth. And so were you like, oh my God, not only am I pregnant, which I have been wanting for a long time, but also my best friend is going through this at the same time. Yes, absolutely. I mean, it just, uh, the happiness is, is unbelievable. Lori, though, she's overwhelmed by this pregnancy that she's not even sure she wanted in the first place. While her pregnancy was all, you know, excitement and joy, um, mine was, you know, a lot of anxiety and a lot of struggle. To be clear, Elizabeth isn't just ignorantly blissful. She's nervous too, but she decides to tackle her anxiety head on. Without her best friend nearby to lean on, she throws herself into books. As soon as I found out I was pregnant, I kind of like, I took it as a homework assignment. And every morning I would wake up and like get my pile of books and and sit and start reading. And I loved that. Like it kind of made me feel, you know, more in control of the situation. The books Elizabeth liked were left of mainstream, like the books about unmedicated childbirth by the midwife Ina Mae Gaskin, who we've actually had on this show before. And she liked a book about hypnobirthing, which is like a a meditative approach to childbirth. So these books, they're helping Elizabeth to feel more in control, like to make choices. And she wants to help Lori make choices too. So she calls Lori, tells her she's going to make her a recommended reading list. And she was like, no, I don't want to read your books. She just said that to you? Yeah, exactly. I mean, she was just like, no, I don't want to read all that stuff because I just, I, I, it's too much and it'll, it'll just make me more nervous. And I was just like, you're a a PhD. (laughs) How can reading not make you feel better? It was just shocking to me. (sighs) It was hard sometimes and wonderful other times. Here's Lori again. I think she often took on a role of like, let me tell you what's to come and let me tell you what to expect. And I really appreciated that. Um, But I think sometimes I also was like, what's happening for you isn't necessarily what's happening for me. And um, it was hard to like, you know, take her advice or uh, her input without um, feeling like pressure for it to be the way that she was explaining that it would be. And, you know, so often it really wasn't, uh, like, you know, she'd say, well, I know you're scared right now, but it'll get better. And like, it didn't get better, but then eventually it did once, you know, but like later than she expected it to. And, um, so I felt like maybe I'm not doing this right. You know, Lori starts reading up too. But her books are not on Elizabeth's shelf. She's reading Solve Your Child's Sleep Problems by Richard Ferber. Ferber's sleep training method is sometimes called cry it out or ferberizing. Lori tells Elizabeth she's thinking that she might ferberize her baby, which makes Elizabeth upset. This approach is so the opposite of hers. I remember a point when we were, I think, both still pregnant, like I was about to have my baby and she was just a little bit pregnant and she was talking about 
breastfeeding and how she was going to stop when it got hard. And, uh, and that was kind of like a revelation for me. I thought like this, this whole having kids thing could be really hard on our friendship. Lori's feeling it too. Coming up, what happens to friendship tension when you give it a good dose of placenta pills? Stay with us. Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. Hey, everyone. It's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. If you want to bring coziness into your life, you turn to Barefoot Dreams. Now celebrating 30 years of coziness, Barefoot Dreams is the originator of everyone's favorite Lux Home Blanket. There's a reason why Barefoot Dreams has been on Oprah's favorite things list six times. Dressing head to toe in Barefoot Dreams is the key to comfort, as its ultra-soft robes, loungewear, and accessories are each made with premium materials. Get 15% off your first purchase at barefootdreams.com with the code PODCAST15. We're back with best friends Lori and Elizabeth. When we left off, things were tense. Still, Lori and Elizabeth were calling each other about once a week, not like at set times or anything, but they had a, a code system. So they'd text each other color codes to request contact. Code green meant call when you have a chance. Code yellow, call as soon as you can. Code orange, call soon. Code red, Drop everything and call now. So the weeks pass, their bellies grow. Elizabeth has her baby, a little girl named Isabella. Elizabeth gets the unmedicated birth she's been hoping for. Lori, in the meantime, finds out that her baby is breech. She schedules a C-section. You know, for reasons, of course, but, but maybe if I had the same type of situation, I would have maybe made different choices. Can you hear Elizabeth's tone there? That like, I love you, but I'm still judging you tone. Lori's doing it right back at her. They, they can't help it. So they do this thing to keep the peace. When one of them talks about a parenting choice that the other disagrees with. We just say, uh-huh, like, that's great for you. Which I, I've got to say, that takes a lot of restraint. You know, like best friendship by definition requires a certain openness. And Lori and Elizabeth are just closing themselves off to each other. One day, Elizabeth admits to Lori that she's going to do something she knows Lori is going to think is weird. Elizabeth's nervous to talk about it because, well, even she thinks it's weird. I'm, you know, I'm a vegetarian for a long time and it just, ugh, it just seems so gross to me just to think about eating something. <laughs> like, oh my gosh. I, I like still, it's not a pleasant thought for me at all. Elizabeth is, of course, talking about placenta pills. Her mom had actually talked her into it. 
Elizabeth's mom had read about placenta encapsulation online. She read about how the placenta was packed with hormones, hormones that some people believe can help save you from postpartum depression. She read that most mammals eat their placentas. Elizabeth's mom, also a vegetarian, was sold on this idea. She convinced Elizabeth to let her bring home her placenta, dehydrate it, and turn it into pills, just like we did in our last episode. Elizabeth says she gave in to the placenta pills because she had a history of depression. Yes. I think of it as being like way, way, way in the past, uh, not something I struggle with at all anymore. This was around high school. But I think of it as being something that was probably related to hormone changes. And so I was definitely aware of, I mean, I think anyone can get postpartum depression, but I was definitely concerned that I might have some kind of a predisposition because I had already had um, depression that I felt like was related to hormone changes. Uh, Were you in therapy? Oh, yes. I love therapy. Um, I was in therapy for a lot of, like off and on for a lot of years during that, like, period of of like the very end of high school through like probably most of of my undergrad and were you ever on antidepressants briefly really I think just really briefly um right after high school yeah and what made you think that the pills would work even though there's no scientific evidence um I I thought more that they wouldn't hurt than that they would definitely work. I was like, well, (laughs) I don't, I just don't see other than mentally being grossed out, um, like what the problem is. And especially when you get it encapsulated, um, you know, it's not, it's not like you have to sit down and eat it with a knife and fork. And I thought that if they did work, then that would be awesome. (laughs) So you, you decided you were going to do it and Mm -hmm. tell me about your experience taking the pills. I just kind of closed my eyes and took it and it tasted like nothing. And then what? Do you feel do you feel anything? No. I mean, gosh, you're feeling you're 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 so much is going on in your body at that point. It's impossible to tell like what's coming from where. Um but it definitely had I mean, at at least I would say a placebo effect. Like I I never even really had the baby blues, you know, I mean, I, I had read so many times, like it's so normal to have it, this short period of, of depression, um, or, you know, something that, that, that isn't postpartum, that's just short term. And I really didn't even feel like I had that. I mostly would just cry from joy and, and I had to wonder if it was because of the placenta pills. So Lori, Lori's getting closer to her C-section date. One day, Elizabeth calls. And, you know, and she said, I'm, I'm really happy. I'm so much more happy than I thought I would be. I was afraid that I would, you know, be feeling some sadness. And I have to say that I think that, that, that it's because my mom encapsulated my placenta. And she said it so nonchalantly. <laughs> was this and something you had heard of, that placentas could be encapsulated? I don't think that I had. But it's like, as soon as she said it, I knew what she meant and it didn't surprise me that she was saying it. And that's kind of the the outward reaction that I gave her was just sort of like, oh, cool. But I think that my internal reaction was like, what, (laughs) what is this? Lori says her internal reaction had a lot to do with what she knows about psychology from working on her PhD. 
you know, for the better part of the last decade, I've been a researcher. And as a grad student, I've taught statistics and experimental methods and psychology. And I've shouted to the rooftops, correlation is not causation. And I consider myself a bit of a woman of science. And, you know, so I... I think I knew immediately and and was confirmed, you know, this was confirmed when I looked up the topic on the internet that there are no, you know, scientific evidence-based studies that show any sort of efficacy of whether this works or not. So we we covered this in our last episode. There are not any randomized clinical trials of women consuming their placentas. Part of the reason those studies don't exist is getting women to consent to participating in those studies would be really, really hard. Essentially, it would take, um, you know, gathering up a bunch of pregnant women and randomly assigning them to an experimental group and a control group. And in the experimental group, um, giving them, you know, giving them placenta uh, pills after after they give birth. And it would, of course, be their own placentas. And then seeing if there are significant differences in the experiences of the experimental group versus the control group. So I don't know, maybe it's something that will happen down the line, but it hasn't happened yet. And uh, when you do research the topic, there's just a lot of speculation about um, whether it works, why it works. And, you know, again, just without any scientific evidence one way or the other, I don't really know how I feel about it. So Lori's on the phone with Elizabeth, just taking it all in, you know, that that her friend is taking these pills. You know, she she says, I, I have to believe that it's making a difference. Um, I, you know, of course, I have no way of knowing, but I really, I, I have to believe it. And, and I, you know, again, I just, I, I, I sort of didn't say much, just gave her some support. And then the, the topic didn't come up again until she said, you know, I want to do something really special for you as a gift. And uh, I, I've been talking to my mom about it, and I think we'd like to go in together and get your placenta encapsulated. Wow. So, Just wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wow. Well, she had talked about um, really worrying about postpartum depression, um, you know, and it made sense. Um, I felt like it was a sensitive subject and that she might totally shut it down. And then of course I would just have to never mention it again. But I also just felt this feeling of like, you know, my best friend's about to have her baby. Like I have a new baby. So, and I just felt like this was this one thing that I could maybe do that would maybe help her. And I totally thought she would say no, but she said yes. And I thought she would at least say, I need to think about it, but she said yes in the same conversation. Why did Lori say yes? Well, that's coming up in just a minute. Don't go away. (laughs) The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. Hey, everyone. It's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. 
If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. If you want to bring coziness into your life, you turn to Barefoot Dreams. Now celebrating 30 years of coziness, Barefoot Dreams is the originator of everyone's favorite Lux Home Blanket. There's a reason why Barefoot Dreams has been on Oprah's favorite things list six times. Dressing head-to-toe in Barefoot Dreams is the key to comfort, as its ultra-soft robes, loungewear, and accessories are each made with premium materials. Get 15% off your first purchase at barefootdreams.com with the code PODCAST15. We're back with Lori and Elizabeth. So Lori, shockingly, says yes to Elizabeth's gift of placenta pills. But Elizabeth actually has good reason to believe that Lori just might be into this. As Lori's best friend, she knows something key about her past. Here's Lori. Depression emerged for me around the age of 16 or 17. And I remember I was seeing a therapist at the time and I walked into her office and I was sort of in my pajamas <laughs> and so low energy that it was, it took everything I, I had just to make it into her office. And, you know, she, she wasn't concerned for my safety per se at that point. You know, I wasn't suicidal, um, but she definitely said, you know, it looks like it's really hard for you to take care of yourself right now. And I said, yeah. And she said, it seems like maybe you need a break. And I said, yeah, I do. And that translated to a psychiatric hospital stay for a week or two. Um, and, I was, I'm really thankful for that experience. I think it was a major step for me in, in recovery. And, and, you know, within a couple of years after that, I was off of antidepressants and, and feeling a lot better. Would you say that this, um, experience of being hospitalized for depression and being on antidepressants, did that motivate you to become a therapist? It did. It definitely did. I I hesitate to say that because it's unfortunately a controversial thing to say in my field. Um, You know, you have to write these, these, um, these essays when you're getting, when you're trying to get into um, grad school and internship about why you went into psychology. And the first thing they tell you is, you know, don't talk about your own mental health struggles, Mm. which is really unfortunate that even within my field that, you know, um, mental health struggles are stigmatized. Um, but there you have it. But definitely I think I was helped a lot by mental health professionals and I wanted to do the same thing. So Lori, it turns out, had even worse depression in high school than Elizabeth. And when Elizabeth tells her that that she didn't even have a spot of postpartum depression and, and she thinks it's because of these pills, Lori's not sure what to say. You know, she's conflicted. So I had this reaction of like, oh, awesome. Uh, that's very nice of you. And I imagine that that's a very expensive big gift and you know, internally, again, I'm thinking, how do I handle this? Because, um, you know, I, I don't not 
believe in its powers, but I don't believe in its powers. A little bit of belief can actually go a long way. Talking about the placebo effect. Turns out the placebo effect actually accounts for a substantial amount of the brain's response to antidepressants. Recent studies show that patients who believe they're getting antidepressant treatment feel better, even when they're taking sugar pills. Some people think this is how it is with placenta pills. The more you believe, the more they work. And I just sort of felt like, I don't know if the, if this is going to work for me because I don't really wholeheartedly believe in it. And in that case, she's just wasting her money. And, and so is it morally wrong to allow my best friend to just waste her money on something, believing that the whole time I'm into this idea? Um, or is it more wrong to not accept a gift and say, you know, I really don't want to do that? So Lori accepts with the caveat that she's not sure she believes it'll work. Elizabeth and her mom are like, sure, that's fine. And they get the ball rolling. They hire a doula. And where I live, it was a, a big to-do to get the placenta to the doula because the the hospital was very judgy about it. Um, you know, they, they didn't want to release my placenta to me or anyone else, but begrudgingly did so. It's so weird. Like, I kind of wanted to say to anyone who was judging me, like, this isn't me. This is my best friend that's doing this. <laughs> and then I would feel guilty um, because, you know, I got it. I have to just own this. You know, I'm doing it, so I have to own it. Um, but th when they brought me, because they wouldn't give the doula the placenta directly, so they brought it to me, and then I had to hand it to her. And but it was in a <laughs> like a, like a Tupperware, but it didn't you know it didn't really look like anything. It looked like leftovers. <laughs> was it heavy? Yeah, heavy, definitely. So how often did you take the pills? There were instructions, I think, that you could take up to three pills a day for the first couple of weeks and then decrease to two times a day. And I have to say that at that point, I was feeling pretty emotional, you know, and really just scared. And so much was going on that I, I was looking at this jar of pills, like maybe this is going to save me. <laughs> at that point, I was really happy to have them, even if I didn't, you know, believe in all of it. At one point, I wanted to believe at that point. You know, I, 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 I had problems with breastfeeding and my baby wouldn't latch and she wasn't sleeping ever. <laughs> and she, you know, she was just already kind of a crier and colicky and. And then there was this other thing. Baby Riley seemed different from other babies her age. She was late to smile, late to make eye contact. I wasn't getting any positive feedback. I wasn't getting any sort of attachment or bonding or, you know, any sign that she was happy with her life or with me. And I was on maternity leave at that point. So I was, you know, her primary caregiver. And um, I was just feeling like, you know, this is going to be my life. And I started very much worrying that um, that these were delays that wouldn't ever be resolved, like perhaps that she would be on the autism spectrum or um, 
that there, you know, that there was something going on that she was just not going to be a smiley, happy, social baby. I, again, because I have a history of like anxiety and depression, it's hard at that point to know whether your 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 worries are valid or not, or whether this is you know the demons in your head. And so my pediatrician agreed that she was delayed um, enough to where she qualified for early intervention services. And basically, the day that the people from early intervention came, she was not smiling, and and they noted some of those delays. And then I think at the by the time they came for their next follow up, she was suddenly smiling and making mm-hmm. eye contact, and now she's a totally happy, smiley, laughing baby. Wow! So <clears throat> she was just it was just a delay. Yeah, yeah, it was. So I did, I did really struggle during that time. And I did, I I went through periods where I just cried kind of every day. And I think that if, I I mean, honestly, I do think that if she hadn't started smiling, um, that I probably would have needed to go on antidepressants or, you know, I, I started, you know, reaching out to get therapy during that time as well. Um, but the fact that I went through that without really sinking that low and um, while still, I don't know, while still being able to function in a way that sometimes you're not able to when you're depressed um, was impressive to me. And I, and sometimes I wonder if the placenta pills had something to do with that. I don't really know. Yeah. What do you think? I think I want to believe that they did for the sake of, of like, of my friendship with Elizabeth. I mean, I I do really remember opening the jar of pills, (laughs) looking in and being like, what am I doing? This is so weird, but feeling so comforted by just the association of, of, of Elizabeth, of my best friend, feeling like I could put this pill in my mouth and swallow it down and and feel a sense of comfort like i like i like the story of her saving me in this way from something that could have been even worse and isn't that that's what therapy is all about is like the story that you tell yourself about yourself yeah exactly yeah and so a good story counts for a lot it does i took this idea to elizabeth you know this idea that Maybe the pills didn't make Lori less depressed because they were full of placenta. Maybe they made her less depressed just because they came from her best friend. It's 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 really nice. And I mean, that's like showing me that it worked. Um, I mean, I just, I don't care for either of us if it was a placebo effect or not. Um, you know, it, if it was my little magic Dumbo feather that I was clutching to, um, if it, made me feel a little bit better if it made her feel a little bit better and and us feel closer together like there it worked we'll never know if the placenta pills are responsible for Lori not totally losing it when she first became a mom but elizabeth's right that the pills did make the two of them closer which is nice since they were living so far away from each other lately though Lori and elizabeth have gotten to see each other's parenting up close and personal Last month, Lori moved back to San Antonio. She and Elizabeth have been getting together about every other day. 
Sometimes Lori will catch herself rolling her eyes at things, like how Elizabeth won't let her baby eat anything unless she's at home in her high chair. And she won't let her baby go to places where there will be lots of kids and, and potentially germs. Lori's sure, though, that Elizabeth is rolling her eyes right back at her when she sees Lori's kid eating food off the ground. But sometimes Lori and Elizabeth will buckle. They'll do things the other person's way, which just seems smart to me. Because more and more, their, their kids are going to be in situations where other grown-ups are in charge, like at, at school, at camp, at friends' houses. And these grown-ups, they'll have their own ways of doing things. Like as, as your kid grows, you just have to relinquish control for, for most of the day, which is completely nerve-wracking to think about, especially when your kids are young. But Lori and Elizabeth are getting early practice in letting go. You know, having a best friend who parents differently from you can help keep you grounded even if it means a few extra eye rolls. Hey, we hope you have enjoyed our two-parter on placenta encapsulation. We want to point out here, Lori had reason to be wary of taking these pills. Just like we don't know the benefits of placenta consumption, we also don't know the risks. Be sure to consult your healthcare provider if you decide you want to consume your placenta. Postpartum depression, though? We know for sure that that is real. And there are lots of ways that people handle it. We've got a list of resources at our website, longestshortesttime.com, on the post for this episode. That's episode 91. Leave us a comment there telling us what you've done for depression, whether it came from having a baby or not. Or, or maybe you've had a friend who has done things differently from you. We want to hear about that too. Now, I've got a little something special here for you today. Um, our friends over at Gimlet Media just launched a new podcast called Science Versus. The show takes on fads and trends and the opinionated mob to dissect what's fact, what's not, and what's somewhere in between. And I've got a clip from a new episode they just put out about attachment parenting. Here it is. I just feel as though a stroller, when, when they're so small, is it doesn't feel right. It just makes me cry to think like they're separated from me and they're all by themselves with blankets as a surrogate, you know? It's not, it just doesn't feel right. In the first few months, it's like the fourth trimester and they should just be part of me. Judy didn't want us to use her last name because she's talking about her kids and she wants to protect their privacy. But she is an attachment parent because she believes that all of the sacrifices she makes to raise her kids this way will make them better adults. I'm a believer. (laughs) I'm living the dream. And she didn't get this idea of attachment parenting on her own. There are scores of books and websites devoted to promoting this style of parenting. And the king of it all is William Sears. He popularised the term attachment parenting. And according to Sears, attachment parenting leads to a baby who's, quote, more trusting, feels more competent, grows better, feels right, acts right, is better organised, learns language more easily, establishes healthy independence, learns intimacy, and learns to give and receive love. So you just heard Wendy Zuckerman, host of Science Versus, and that episode on attachment parenting is live right now. We're going to pop a little link to it on our website. To subscribe to Science Versus, search for Science VS wherever you find your podcasts. That's Science VS. And while you're in the subscribing mood, make sure you're subscribed to The Longest Shortest Time and rate us and write us a review. It's super easy for you to do, and it helps us out a ton. 
This podcast is produced by me, Hillary Frank, and Abigail Keel. We are edited by Mr. Peter Clowney. Our engineers are Pete Karam and the Reverend John Delore. Our theme music is by the Batteries Duo. We get editorial support from Amory Baldonado and Antonia Acatunde. Special thanks to Luz Fleming and Jane Marie, who helped produce this week's episode. People, if you don't follow The Longest Shortest Time on Facebook, please go do that right now. We are there for you, especially in the middle of the night when you can't sleep. We're posting great articles about parenthood and family. And while you're there on Facebook, also like Earwolf's page. That'll keep you up to date about new Earwolf shows. There are some great ones coming. Do not miss them. And as always, here at The Longest Shortest Time, we are looking for your stories. My producer, Abigail, says she's looking for something special this week. She says it's a secret. So I'm going to sign off and let her take it from here. Take it away, Abigail. Hey, guys. So The Longest Shortest Time is coming up on our 100th episode. And I want to surprise Hillary with a little advice from people who are well-equipped to give it. Centenarians, or people who are 100 years old and older. So if you've got a relative or a friend with a century worth of advice to give, I want to hear from you. Go to longestshortesttime.com and submit your story. My name is Katie Couric. I love to talk and I love to ask questions. Have you always been a feminazi like me, Rebecca? Yes, I was born a feminazi. There is so much coming at us fast and furiously every day, but I don't think anybody's explaining it very well. And that's why I wanted to do this podcast. Right now in the polls, Hillary beats Donald Trump. I know, but polls schmoles, Esther, right. to go a little deeper than the wrestling match that you currently see on cable television. It does make you think that what we do here is important to generations beyond us. So listen, subscribe, and let's help each other figure out what's going on. Stand up. You sing your wolf? Yeah. <laughs> This has been an Earwolf production, executive produced by Scott Ackerman and Chris Bannon. For more information and content, visit Earwolf.com. Earwolf! The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home.